I'm not pulling out of the driveway. We all know what that means. This is another drive to work at home edition. Okay, so today I'm here with Jess Dunks, uh, the rules manager of Magic. Uh, and so the topic that uh, we're going to talk about today is I or members of my team will come up with crazy ideas for new mechanics that do things we've never done before. And then we have to talk to Jess to go, can we do this? Uh, so I want to talk about sort of how we carve out space for things we haven't done before. Um, clearly, a lot of things will come to you. You're like, yeah, yeah, we've done that. No problem. You know, a lot of the space we do is actually a known space. It, it's easy to do. But some of the time, uh, and I, I, especially the earlier on, the earlier on in the process, the more out there our ideas are because we're experimenting, especially exploratory. Um, okay, so just let's pick, I'll let you pick whatever... Um, whatever mechanic you want to talk about, but let's walk through an example of I or somebody comes to you and says, Jess, I want to do this thing. How, how do you, how do we handle that? Um, yeah, that's a great question. Um, it, that conversation most often is just somebody coming to me and going, here's what I want to do. Does this work? Um, or can this work? Uh, Sometimes the answer is uh, yes, and that surprises people, uh, where it's just like, yeah, this already works out of the box. But um, sometimes it's it's known that like, hey, I know this is weird. How does it – is this even possible? Um, I'm not going to get into any examples that we haven't done because we might do them in the future as we develop things. But um, so one, one of the – I think most obvious examples – from recent years is probably battles as just as a concept. Uh, they're uh, this uh, new kind of attackable permanent. And when when somebody comes to me and says, oh, can we do this? Um, I have to ask a lot of questions about something like that. Like, okay, well, yeah, okay, we could probably do that. But what do you, what do you want to have happen when, say, somebody else takes control of it? Or what do you want to have happen when these other weird situations come up? And we don't have to have all those answers right away, but I want a designer who's asking me those questions to also be thinking about a little bit about the corner cases because what we don't want to have is somebody design something in the vacuum of just their draft environment and then have it break when it gets to the larger world of magic. Um, and uh, so thinking about that, uh, I think battles is a great example because um, uh, one of the things I was going to point out was how something can change dramatically uh, while you're working on it. Um, and uh, I don't know when in development it occurred. Obviously, things change a lot when we're developing things, right? Battles were initially just, oh, this is an attackable permanent. And then somebody at some point said, well, what if you controlled it? I mean, we actually want the player who is attacking it to be the controller of it. And that went from something that was, oh, yeah, we could probably do this, no problem. We could just, this is going to use basically the Planeswalker rules to, oh, wow, this might actually be kind of complex and, and problematic. And we had to... Uh, figure that out and that involves a more in-depth back and forth of can this work should this work this way what does it look like when it happens um i don't know if that answers your question uh exactly but that's you know, um i mean the thing that for the audience let's use this as a perfect example. battles are yeah. a great example we knew in early design in vision design that we wanted yep. to do something different we were open to a new car type although what we handed over is not i mean battles as you know right. them, is not even what we handed over we handed over um, I think what we handed over was like a double-sided land. Like what we handed over was yep. more in known space. Uh, and um, Dave Humphreys was the lead set designer and he and his team went farther into unknown space. Um, you bring up a good point, by the way. 
one of the things that always happens whenever I, I or someone come to you, when I come to you for sure, is you ask questions and like, hey, can you answer, here's a list of questions. Can you answer this list of questions? Because you need to know the intent. And a lot of times right. we haven't thought through all those things because usually we're in a little bubble trying to figure something out. And you're like, well, I need you to, what is your intent? And then we have to figure out the intent. And sometimes it, there's some soul searching on our end. Like, okay, well, what do we think is supposed to happen? You know? Right. And, and we don't necessarily need to have all the answers to those questions when I, when I bring the questions to people, but, but I want people to be thinking about it. And if, even if the intent is, hey, uh, actually, I don't know, I haven't thought about it, that's an answer to the question. Because then we get to go, okay, well, here are the, the two or three ways we could go with that. Which of those sounds best to you? Um, and let's figure it out. Um, yeah, and, uh, and sometimes I'll argue with it. Sometimes you'll say, oh, here's the answer I want. And I'll be like, are you sure that's the answer you want? What, this is what it does. And, and often what happens is, this is a real common thing, you'll ask questions and the answer is, for these two questions, I know what I want, I want this. And for these other questions, hey, I'm open, which one of these might be easier yeah. for you? Like sometimes I don't yeah. care, and so what I'll say to you is, hey, whatever's, e whatever's easier is what I want to do. You know, if, if this is easier, version A versus version B, I'm fine, that's not the thing I care about, so hey, you can decide whatever helps make it easier to execute. Yeah, uh, and I think that's a really uh, I, that imp that's an important back and forth to have. Uh, kind of, you know, I know that uh, you were asking kind of about the early design process, but that continues through the entire design process at pretty much every step. You've got vision design, and then you've got when people are working on it and set design all the way through play design. People are making changes to these cards, and I uh, have that kind of that same conversation when we're trying to make changes to mechanics. Um, uh, so how often? And so, like, okay, good. No, go ahead. What was, what was your question? How often does someone come to you and you're just like, "This cannot be done"? How often does that happen? Um, pretty rarely that it's just like a firm, "Yeah, no, you can't do that." Uh, it does happen, uh, and I'm sure I'm sure that the, the designers will probably say I do it more than I say I do it, but. Um, it does happen for me to just say no, but more often than not, uh, it's, okay, I see what you're trying to do there. That doesn't work quite like that. Can we do something else in that vein? Can we use this other mechanic instead or slightly change it to get kind of the outcome you're looking for? Because what designers are trying to build is the experience of playing the game, right? They're not necessarily, usually, not necessarily going, well, I want exactly this mechanic to work in exactly this way. They're trying to say, I want something that comes back from the graveyard in this way or whatever it is that they're trying to build. Um, and we can kind of find a way to do that that does work. And that's one of my goals as a rules manager is to, as much as possible, not say, yeah, no, that doesn't work, but rather say, okay, that doesn't work, but here's what we can do that's kind of like that or instead of that. Or you can do that, but it's going to have this really long text that maybe is hard to parse and, and we shouldn't, we should consider something else. Um, because I, I, uh, I have a lot of respect for the game designers and what they're trying to do and what they actually create is fantastic. I love magic. Um, and I want to enable that as much as possible rather than be the roadblock that says, oh, no, let's not let's not do this because it doesn't work. Yeah, here's 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 the kind of no that I, which isn't quite a no, but the, I think from you is more of, I want to do something. And you're like, yes, we can do that thing, but this one area is problematic. Could you stay away from this yeah. one area? Like, we can do it, but oh, yeah. can you... Like, a lot of times you'll say, hey, I can do it as long as you promise not to do A, B, or C. Like, A, B, or yes. C gets us in trouble. But, you know, and there's a lot of steering on your part about, okay, we can do it, but... 
and and some of that you know mm-hmm. the no is like well let's stay away from this this is going to cause us problems we've done it in the past or we've tried to do it in the past and we know there's issues there um right and the other thing for the audience that i mean that you're aware of but the audience might not be aware of is there are the rules it's not just a matter of can the rules function in a vacuum for example we have to right. work with digital can the rules work with digital? Can the rules work with organized play? Can the rules work with templating? Like, there's a lot of other teams. Like, Jess could say, well, the rules could do it, but sometimes the answer is, well, just because the rules can do it doesn't mean the game can do it. Yeah, absolutely. There, there, are, um, there, there are other factors to consider there, and I work very closely uh, with, our, with our digital teams to make sure that what we're doing works with what they're doing as well. And we, we work back and forth on those things. Um, and so there's a, there's a lot of that. And for, you know, you brought up the digital teams. And I think it's a really good point because they, in some ways they do some of the same stuff I do where um, it's, it's kind of easier to implement something new if it's kind of like what we've done before in some way. Um, uh, and I know something you've talked about in the past is how, uh, there are things that you've tried to get in at one point and then a rules manager said no and then you've tried to get yeah. it in later and a rules manager said no and and then you tried it at some point in the future and, and that rules manager said yes. yes. And that makes it sound like it's a little bit like, oh, well, you know, this person thought it was okay. And and that, yeah, there might be some of that, but more or less, what's more often true is as we build out the scaffolding of the rules to support more and more things, we can continue to build more things on top of it. Um, an example of that would be um, Prototype from Brothers War. Uh, so Prototype started out um, as just a regular additional cost that just made this creature uh, bigger when you cast it for this. Uh, it might have been an alternative cost, actually. They cast it for this alternative cost. Uh, and at some point in design, they went, well, actually, we want it to also have the, the color and the mana value of the smaller version when you cast the smaller version and the bigger version when you cast the bigger version. And I went, okay, well, you've just went from something that was adding on a little bit of a thing when it's on the battlefield to really just changing the entire spell on the stack. And that's a thing that if you say, okay, well, let's look back some number of years, we would have said, we have no framework for making this happen. But when we actually went, okay, is this even possible? Uh, If you go look at the rules underlying prototype, you'll see that there's a lot of similarity to the rules for adventurer cards. Uh, There's there's one set of characteristics for the spell if you cast it this way, and one set if you cast it this way. And we were able to kind of leverage that thing we'd already built, change it a little bit as appropriate, and leverage that thing we'd already built to go, okay, yeah, we can actually do that. And I know that that prototype seems like a relatively mundane thing to say, oh, it was weird for the rules. But it was an interesting uh, example for, well, actually, this... It gets easier to make new things the more new things we make. Yeah, and you, another important point is the designers don't always know what the trouble area is. Like, sometimes yeah. I come to you with a mechanic that I I think we, like, cold can do. I have no concern for. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, we, that's a hard thing to do. Uh, and other times, when I come to something I think is super complex. You're like, yeah, no problem. We can do that. And yep. knowing what, like, when I talk about different rules managers... On some level, when we give you something new, it's a it's a like a logic problem. It's like here are the rules. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to interact and use the rules in a way to solve this? And that it's possible that to me give this puzzle to one rules manager and they just can't find the answer. And another rules manager can find the answer. 
I mean, the rules mm-hmm. is very complex. Like we talk about, um, if you print out the comprehensive rules, it is inches thick. It is, there are a lot of yeah. rules. Um, and so yeah, part depending of, on the font size, you're around 200 pages, I think, yeah. for the rules. Um, uh, right, and part of part of you solving problems also is like, where, how do I change the rules or how do I adapt the rules? You know, the, mm-hmm. a lot of that is just trying to figure out how to tackle the problem. Yeah, uh, and in addition to that, also the, just the backlog of of the many tens of thousands of magic cards that we have that can interact with whatever it is we're trying to do and trying to figure out, okay, is there anything that breaks here? Um, sometimes somebody will come to me and go, oh, I want to do this thing that we, we did something kind of like it once on an old card. And I go, okay, well, we didn't, we did that once and we haven't done it again in 25 years. Is there a reason for that? And I have to figure out is, is this a break something or is just nobody wanted to repeat it? And that's, that's a fun puzzle to kind of, uh, do a little bit of a history quest to be like, okay, what actually is the reason we haven't done this? Is there a rules reason? Is this something a past rules manager was like, don't ever do this again. And, and I don't know about uh, and so I have to do a little research to figure it out. Yeah, you hit upon another thing. I, the audience, the, the public really thinks like, oh, we once made a card that did this. Oh, we're good. We can do this. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We've yeah. made some cards that like, in retrospect, um, what's the card that um, while you're searching, you can activate it? Uh, are you thinking of Pan Glacial Worm? Where you're searching yeah, your library, Pan- you, can, you yes. can cast it from your library? Yeah, Pan Glacial yeah. Worm. Uh, that's, that's our, I'll use that as a perfect example we should never made Pain Glacial Worm. Like it, in fact, I, I think I made Pain Glacial Worm, so I, I will own up that uh, it, it was my idea. And I, I think that we you'll notice we've never made another Pain Glacial Worm. You know, that right. it, it really is messing in a place that's very problematic. And that just because somebody once said, oh yeah, we'll figure it out. Just because we printed it once doesn't actually mean that the rules are like 100% square with what's going on. Yeah, there are definitely some weird corner cases uh, that that are that are strange or or even possibly not quite right with the rules for Panglacial Worm. But most of the issues with Panglacial Worm uh, can also come from just the way human players play the game versus the way like it plays out in digital. And uh, it's just weird. I'm not going to get too in depth <laughs> on that. I could spend the whole time talking about Panglacial Worm, but um, uh, you know the, the 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 digital thing is as we were talking about it earlier is also relevant for those old cards that we've done before. Um, you know, if something's not implemented on uh, uh, on Arena or on uh, MTGO on uh, ICO, then you have um, something's not implemented. Then you have them having to do the work of whatever this set normally entails, and then also they have to implement this new thing because to them it is a new thing, even though we might have it totally handled in the the actual rules for Magic: The Gathering and paper. They haven't done it before, so it's basically new work for them. And here's another um, distinction that I want to get across: yeah. is some often it's not really no or not no. It's in order to do this thing, here's what we need to do. Is it worth it? Um, and my poster yeah. child for that is um, last strike slash you know a triple strike. Um, it's not like it's not that. There's not a way to fix the rules to do it. It's just a giant, giant thing. And like, how many cards are you making with last strike, with triple strike? You know, is it is it worth a complete overhaul of how you know combat works so you can make this? And and the answer of last strike or triple strike is like, I don't know, it's eight cards. I mean, it's just it's not it's not a lot of cards. Like, okay, there's no way worth it. There's no way in the world we should yeah. completely redo the rules for what's just a small amount of space. 
yeah, the 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 you know what what's the bang for your buck you're getting is a real question we have to figure out when we're doing this. I will admit that I misheard you when you said last strike, and I was looking up the card last rights and being like, what's wrong with this card? I don't understand. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, last strike is a uh, is a it's a big conundrum. In fact, I I think that's one of the first things you asked me about when when uh, yeah. when I started working with you. You're like the last strike thing, and I'm like, yeah, not. Not so much. There, that's a lot of moving parts. We'd have to move around for that. Yeah. Um, and uh, but to be fair, um, those questions, like, like that's. I want to be clear that that's not an antagonistic relationship. Those questions are how we keep move, moving magic forward. Uh, I I want to be exploring those kinds of questions constantly. Um, and people come to me with all kinds of questions about stuff, especially early on. Um, uh, sometimes people think, oh, this is a thing that I'm not sure we could ever do this uh, for various reasons. And it turns out, oh, it's fine. Like, I think roles in uh, in uh, the most recent Eldran set. Wow. Uh, yeah, Wilds of Eldran. Thank you. Uh, role tokens were something that uh, fairly early on, they were like, is this a thing we can even do for a few different reasons? And I was like, yeah, there are some constraints on it, you know, reminder text and stuff. But yeah, we could definitely do that. Yeah, the, the, you pick up a very good point. The relationship between designer and rules manager is not, like, adversary. I mean, in the past, sometimes for fun, you know, like, back when uh, Matt Tabak was... Oh, we joke manager, about it, yeah. It, it's fun to joke about it, but the reality is the designer's like, hey, I need to do something. I'm going to go to talk to a colleague to say, hey, are we able to do this? Like, And sometimes it's the editor. Can we template that? Sometimes it's yep. digital. Is it, you know, but we're just coming to you to say, hey... We're trying to figure out whether this is doable, and you're there to help us do it if it is. And if there's a problem, you're there to say, "Oh, well, here's where the problems are." It's not like, "Oh, if, if only not for Jess, I'd get my you know get my mechanics done." You know, it's it's more like, "Okay, right. hey, I need help. I need help to make this work." And um, the rules manager actually is an ally that's trying to help make things work. And that usually when yep. something doesn't work. Hey, I don't want to break the game. You know, it's not like the designer's trying to break the game. Like, I don't want to make something that. People don't know what it does, you know. Yeah, and that can lead to frustration uh, sometimes if if it's not easy to understand why we can't do something, and I, I get that. Um, it also, to be fair, as I became more experienced in this job as a rules manager, I became more able to say, oh, hey, here's, here's something we can do. There have definitely been times where Someone will come to me and say, "Hey, can we do this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I think we could do that. Let's let's uh, let's explore that." And then somebody else will go, "Well, a year and a half ago, you told me we couldn't." And I'm like, "Oh well, I guess I wasn't thinking about it the same way at the time. Um, I was still new." I mean, that's, uh, or three years ago, or whatever it was. That's the reason I keep going back to, to rules managers. In some level, is, yeah, I'm not. People seem to think I'm gaming the system or something. It's like, hey, I no. have a problem. I'll keep asking people to see if someone else can find the solution to the problem. Um, so, like, one of the classic examples, and this is before your time, is um, I, I made mind, the equivalent of Mindslaver back mm -hmm. in Tempest. And they just couldn't, they could not figure out how to make Mindslaver work. And it took, me, it, not until Mirrodin did someone figure out how to make it work. And it wasn't that the person yeah. back in Tempest didn't think it was a cool idea and didn't want to make it work. It's just they couldn't figure out the time. And part of that is technology, right? We keep evolving how we do things. Um, and... Uh, like morph the mechanic morph for example is a classic example where the rules team was trying to figure out how to make like camouflage and illusionary mask from alpha work and they by coming up with a solution they just opened up this new space and then they're the ones who go oh right. we can make a mechanic out of this you know I mean yeah I um 
I remember uh, talking to, uh, I think I was talking to Dell about uh, Face on Cards at one point, um, and uh, she was telling me about just like there was a lot of controversy at the time uh, around the idea that you have these face down things, your opponent would just have to trust you that it's okay for you to cast them. Um, and now we just kind of accept that that's part of magic, and it's it's wild the difference in thought. Um, where there are times where, for whatever reason, people go, oh, we can't possibly do that. And then some years later, we're like, oh, that's just how magic works. Yeah, um, the, the thing that's hilarious to me, looking back about face-down cards, is, and at the time, there was a whole team. Now there's a rules manager. It worked a little differently. But the mm-hmm. rules team came up with it, and we're all excited. And the, they're like, it works in the rules. Let's make it. And R&D at the time was very hesitant. Like, it was, yeah. it, it was the very opposite. Like, rules team's like, we can do this. Let's make it. And R&D's like, I don't know about it. And I had to, like, make decks. Like, I, I was a big advocate, and so I was trying to convince all the other R&D people to do it. Um, and I had to play chess with them. Like, I had to show them the coolness of it. it it's kind of funny. Um, but that does happen. So it's not a one-way street. There's times when you will come mm-hmm. to me and say, hey, in solving this other problem, we, there's this new thing that we can do. Can you use this? Is, is there some way that, you know, and sometimes like the rules manager comes to me saying, hey, here's a new ability or new element that we figured out for some other reason. This is now, you can do this. Right. Yeah, that that's happened. There have also been times where uh, somebody will come to me and go, uh, I have this weird thing, can it work? And I go, do you, can you just do this other thing instead? And they'll go, I didn't think that would work. And that's way better uh, <laughs> because it's, it's using a rules nuance that they, that they uh, or nuance isn't the right word here, but just kind of basically we're using the tech that we have available that is not necessarily easy to see if you're not engrossed in it all the time. Um, I do want to point out uh, one thing just real quick. I, I don't want to take too much credit. I want to give it where it's due. Uh, you, you mentioned the rules team. We do actually have an internal rules team now uh, that, that is uh, me and two rules specialists, uh, Eric Levine and Eliana Rabinowitz, and they're fantastic people that I love to work with. Um, and uh, I just want to make sure that they oh, get their yeah. credit as well. They do a ton of ton of work on our rules, um, and uh, and working with the digital teams. But um, uh, but yeah, I agree with you that it's uh, it's really a two way street in in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, I know people have joked in the past about being adversarial, and people do ask me like when I talk to people uh, in the public, and and they they're just people will ask me, oh, how how difficult is what, it, what Mark Rosewater comes up to you with. And I'm like, that's not how that relationship actually works. That's it's, 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 it's much less adversarial than that. Um, and, uh, uh, and I, so I'm, I'm glad I get to tell people that. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I, I think back when Tayback was rules manager, I'd, I'd made a lot of comics where it, it just was funny that like we were somehow adversaries. And, oh and that yeah. Was, that was just, well, kind of we were messing around. I mean, there's no, um, yeah. Uh, I think that the, the most interesting thing for me is that usually what happens is we want to do something for the set we're doing, and then we come to you, and it's just a matter of, like, we're all working together going, okay, let's, what's the best answer we can get to solve this thing we want to do? And yeah. the other thing, by the way, that people don't realize is it's not like when I come to you, everything's set in stone. No, usually it's like, this is the general kind of thing I want to do. Okay, what, what, you know, what can I do in this space? And that a lot of what you'll do is give me parameters. Like, well, this is problematic, but this is much easier to do. Uh, and mm-hmm. a lot of it is right. Is It's not even, like, I think people have this idea that, like, I have this hard fat, I want to make this specific mechanic. And new, no, more than that, it's like, I'm trying to solve a problem I set. Here's the kind of thing I want to do. 
what is available? What what can I do that you know the game can handle? And that right, a lot of it is just sort of asking you to like help me. You know the space better. You know the rules better than I do. So like, where am I getting myself in trouble, and where will I have mm-hmm. the most success? Yeah, we're definitely trying to make sure <clears throat> that uh, we, we, I think of it as the process at that point especially is kind of painting a picture when, when somebody's going to paint a picture they might have a general idea of what it's supposed to look like when they're done but they don't really know usually what it's actually going to look like when they're done that they're they're it kind of reveals itself to them as they're doing it and, and i know that's not always the case but often that's the case with art is you have an idea of where you're going and sometimes you get pretty much where you thought and sometimes you go actually it's going this other direction um and that's just that's just how that that's part of the process it's how it works and i love it yeah, the other thing that happens a lot is you're playing in a space, and then as you start to understand what you can do, it shifts to sort of fill the void of what is how how it works. Yeah. Um, yep. And it's right. That's a lot of like. Usually, if I'm coming to just like exploratory design, early vision design, I'm just trying to understand like what space I can play in. Um, and it's also fun sometimes. Like, I never quite know when I come to just whether or not. What I'm asking for is completely doable or it's not. That's why I ask. Mm-hmm. The reason I ask is I, I, I don't know, you know, and I've learned over the years that there's things I think are super doable that are not, that are very hard to do. And I think things mm-hmm. that are hard to do that are easier than, you know, so that's why I ask because I, I just don't know. Yeah, there, I think I, I can remember one time you came to me and you were like, here's what I want to do. Does that work? I'm like, oh yeah, that's fine. And you're like, I, I don't think you understood. Let me try that again. Like, this is what I want to do. Does it work? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's, that's okay. Um, and, uh, and there, there have been times, um, you know, part of our job is to figure out the puzzle, right? It's not our job to say, oh, no, that doesn't fit in the current puzzle. That, it doesn't work in the current rules. We can't do it. It's to say, how can this work in the current How do we make it happen? There's, there's uh, you know, there's, there's a mechanic uh, that uh, I don't want to spoil anything. It is uh, an eventual future thing. But there's something, somebody came to me with something, and I was just like, that is so cool. We have to make this work. Let me sit down and figure out what it is and, and, and how it is. And I'll get back to you. And we, we've worked together to make it work. But like, I don't like saying, ah, no, that really doesn't work. When somebody comes up with a cool idea, we, I want to make those work. Oh, here's another thing that people don't know that, that is interesting. So let's say I have two things. Thing one is I'm playing in space we've never played before. And thing mm-hmm. B is I'm playing in space we have played before, but it's a little bit different. Uh, for the audience... Between A and B, which is harder for Jess most of the time? Completely new space or a tweak on on, on known space, but it's it, you know something new that we haven't done in that space, but connected to stuff we've done. Which one usually is harder for Jess? So, do you want me to answer that question? Uh, or? Have you answered that question? Which which one is is harder for you? you know, which one's harder for me? Um, honestly, it, quite often it's the stuff that's tweaking the older thing is actually harder. Um, and I think people might not realize that at first. Uh, the the entirely new space, quite often, if we can make it from whole cloth, if we can go, this doesn't contradict with anything we've done before, this doesn't relate to anything we've done before, it's actually relatively easy to say, oh, yeah, let's we can do that. Um, but if you go, well, I want it to be like this other thing, but a little bit different, um, we start to get into the, the things you were talking about where it's like, okay, well, you could do that, but you have to stay away from this and you have to stay away from that, or it has to be this way or or even just your what you're doing might be different enough that I'll question whether or not it's even really the same as what it 
what it was, and, and we have to answer that question, uh, usually for like naming and creative purposes. Um, but like, I think personally that the stuff that is just whole cloth new is often, uh, it, it might be more work in the, the, like actually developing the rules for it, but it's less of a challenge in terms of making sure it works with what we've already got. Also, we keep talking in terms of mechanics. Uh, we'll co- I'll come to you and say, I want yeah. to make a card. I want to make this one card, just yeah. one card in the vacuum. Can I make this one card? Or how do I make this one card? It's not always... A lot of times, the the, the mechanics... The, the reason the mechanics take more time is it just it's more cards. And so, like, th- there's more investment in time that, that's okay when you're, hey, 30 cards are going to do this. Okay, let's figure it out. Um, but we do come yeah. to like, just one card. Like, I, I want to make this one card work. Yeah, I will admit that I'm I'm far more likely to to say yeah, let's not do that if it's just one card, just because often, um, you know, if, if we're making, for example, a new mechanic like you were talking about, uh, the the amount of work that's involved for that is obviously pretty large. But once we've done it, we've got the mechanic, <laughs> and then we can make they don't have to do the same amount of work for the next 20 cards with that mechanic, yeah. right? So if you if somebody comes to me with one card, that's only going to be the, this one card in this set that does this one weird thing, uh, it may not be worth the the amount of work that's involved for it as it would be if it were a mechanic for a main set or something along those lines. And that happens a lot where we try to do one card. <clears> you're like, look, it's, it's not worth the time, but I keep it in the back of my head. And then later on, I'm like, oh, here's how we can make a mechanic out of it. And then, right, it's, now yeah. it's worth more time and may, maybe we can figure it out. Right, yeah. And so that's that's one of the balance issues there is it's, it's not that we can't necessarily. It's just sometimes it's not worth... The uh, you know, we have to balance our time to actually make all these sets of magic cards, and um, sometimes we have to make. Th- sometimes that's the limiting factor as well. Yeah, actually, it, it's interesting. I think people think in the th- like the black and white of yes or no, but more often than not, is here's the amount of work it takes. Is it worth it for whatever it is? And a lot of people yeah. are like, oh, it's just not worth it. We're just not getting enough out of it. You know, like last strike. Like, can we make last strike work? Yes. Is it worth the energy? No, it's just not. You know, no, so. yeah, and it probably it probably won't be, but it's that's a great example of something where it's like we could probably do it. Man, there's so many things we'd have to change to do it that it's yeah. not worthwhile. Um, and uh, and you're right; it's very rarely a yes, an actual yes or an actual no. It's usually just a can we do this? Uh, well, here are some questions. Okay, now we have the answers. Yeah, let's do that, or let's do something slightly different. Um, yeah, and and uh. uh I, I enjoy the puzzle. And one of the things I love about my job, one of the things that keeps it interesting for me is that it's a constantly changing puzzle of trying to figure out how we can do things and how we take this thing that is fun and go, okay, well, let's actually make rules that support it and still support the rest of magic. It's one of my favorite things. Well, anyway, uh, we are almost done here. Um, I'm hoping today, the reason I was excited to interview you on this topic is I think the audience's sort of preconceptions about sort of what uh, your relationship with the designers is and how we make new things. The actual reality isn't quite, I think what people think. That's why I was excited to have this conversation. Yeah. yeah. I think people, I think a lot of people do think it's that more adversarial version or they, they maybe just don't really know what the relationship is. Um, and, uh, and I, uh, I'm glad to talk on it. So I'm glad you had me on the podcast. So uh, thank you so much for joining us, Jess. You're welcome. I hope to talk to you again in uh, the podcast. Obviously, we talk at work. Yes. But. <laughs> uh, but anyway, guys, I can see my desk, so we all know what that means. It's the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to make magic. Uh, I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.